Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hello, everybody. I'm Olivia Allen Price. This is Bay Curious, and we're on episode two in our State of Drought series. Every single day, probably, I don't know, 20 times a day, I turn on a faucet here at my home in San Mateo. My kitchen sink, my shower, a garden hose, and the water always flows. There's no uncertainty for me, and there never has been. Even though I am one of the millions of Californians who live on land that doesn't naturally have enough water to sustain us. But somehow, the water keeps flowing. For most of us in the Bay Area, the journey that our water takes is hidden from view. It travels long distances, sometimes more than 100 miles. Rain that first fell on land that we've never heard of, traveling through bodies of water that we've never seen. That can leave us, the water drinkers, the shower takers, disconnected from the source. We go about our days oblivious to how precarious our water resources might be. Today, we're going to answer what seems like a really simple question. Where does our water come from? Because where your city gets its water has a lot to do with how you're experiencing the drought right now. Stick around. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. All right, I'm about to hit you with some numbers. Within the nine counties that make up the Bay Area, there are 7.7 million people living in more than 101 cities and towns, covered by more than 50 water agencies. So needless to say, our water comes from a lot of different places. But most of it falls into three main natural categories. The first we'll talk about is perhaps the most obvious, rain. And I'll specify local rain that turns into surface water. During our wet months, rain falls on the hills and mountains all around us. Some of it makes its way into creeks, and ultimately, that rain gets funneled into one of our lakes or reservoirs. 
Marin and Sonoma depend on local rain more than many other parts of the Bay Area. Of course, a lot of that rain soaks into the ground as well, which gets us to our second natural source, groundwater. As the rain soaks the earth, it first saturates the topsoil, where it's sucked up by thirsty plants. But if that soil is already wet, the water makes its way further down into the earth. It trickles through pores in the rock and soil, going deeper and deeper, until eventually, that water hits an aquifer. You might think of an aquifer as kind of a soil soup. Every nook and cranny of the empty space in the soil is filled with water. This is groundwater. Santa Clara County depends on its groundwater as a part of the mix it serves up to its residents. Then there's our third natural source of water. And if you know me, you know it's my favorite. Snow. Snow falls on the Sierra Nevada, piling up foot after foot after foot all winter, forming the snowpack. When warm temperatures come, that accumulated snow starts to melt. Some of it trickles into streams and makes its way into lakes and reservoirs. Some of that snowmelt flows into the massive Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta, a 700-mile maze of waterways that empties into the San Francisco Bay. Oakland, Berkeley, places along the peninsula, San Francisco, these places, they rely heavily on the snowpack. So that's it. Those are the three main natural sources. Local rain, local groundwater, and the Sierra snowpack. Most places in the Bay Area use a mixture of all three, but places that rely most on local rain are already feeling water shortages. Next, let's look at how where your water comes from impacts how you experience the drought. Here to walk us through it is Ezra David Romero, a climate reporter at KQED. Hey, Ezra. Hey, Olivia. So I got to say, I live in San Mateo, and while yes, my neighbors are talking about the drought somewhat, it still feels like people aren't as concerned as they were in 2014. Yeah, you know, we're all in a drought. It's this atmospheric drought over all of California, but some places are feeling it a bit more than others. You know, places with multiple water sources or these big reservoirs or larger storage capacity, you know, they're faring a little bit better with the drought so far. Down in San Mateo, where you are, that's one of those places. You know, you're in the same boat as a lot of the middle of the bay. Think of places like San Francisco, parts of Alameda County, and that's including Oakland. You know, these places are hooked up to aqueducts that, you know, they come directly from reservoirs high up in Sierra Nevada with a lot of capacity. All of these places do have some kind of water restrictions, even if it's just the 15% voluntary statewide reduction. But as of now, it seems like they're doing all right. I know some counties in the Bay Area get at least some of their drinking water out of the Delta, like Napa, Solano, and Contra Costa counties. How are they doing? It seems like they're doing all right. You know, counties that rely on the Delta, they're in sort of a better spot than other places in the Bay that rely just on local rain. But these places still have water restrictions, although I would say agriculture is what's hit the hardest in these areas. Think of wine country in Napa. 
everyone I talk to in these areas, they're still worried about this potential third year of drought. So who is feeling this drought the worst? Well, there are three areas that are being super stressed here in the Bay Area. In the far north, there's Sonoma and Mendocino. Below that, there's Marin. And then way below that, San Jose and Santa Clara County. Let's start by talking about Sonoma and Mendocino. The system up there relies totally on rainfall. All that rain goes into the Russian River. And before it was dammed in a few places, that river system would go dry in the summers and had potential to flood in the winters. We put dams in there to capture all that water. There are two big reservoirs here, Lake Mendocino and Lake Sonoma. The the higher lake, Lake Mendocino, it said it could go dry this year. It's about 30% full. And Lake Sonoma, which is below that, it's about half full. And they say there's enough water in there for about two more years. Two years, that seems like it could be getting it really close. Yeah, it's a big deal here. The idea that this could go into a third or fourth year is scaring a lot of people. And at the top of this river system, there are some towns where people are rationing water. You know, farmers all along the system have been banned from taking water out of the river that feeds their crops. And during my reporting while I was up in Redwood Valley in Mendocino County. I met a woman named Martha Barra, and she runs Redwood Valley Vineyards. Our family operation started in 1955. She was telling me last year her grape harvest shrunk by 20% because of the drought, and she's worried that will continue into this year, and maybe even worse. The roots of the vines just didn't get that uh, good soaking that would give them the, the health. So this year is the second year, and we're looking at the same thing. Now, if we go into a third year, it's going to be really, really critical. People are worried that if this drought goes into a third or fourth or fifth year of drought, like it did not too long ago, that their water might be cut off and storage could get really, really, really bad for everyone in the system. I know Marin relies a lot on Sonoma for their water. So how are tough times in Sonoma being felt down in Marin? Well, Marin gets a lot of its drinking water from Sonoma, but that was cut back this year because how dry it is in Sonoma. You know, the rest of their water comes from local rain, you know, that's stored in reservoirs. But the thing is, they saw their second lowest rainfall amount in 143 years this past season. So they're really, really feeling the drought. That means that residents and businesses here are being asked to cut their water use by 40%. Because Marin is so reliant on rain either flowing into the Russian River or going into their own reservoirs, is drought just going to be an ongoing concern for Marin residents? Well, the drought's already a big concern for Marin residents. It's not the first drought that they're going through, and it won't be the last drought that they're witnessing. That's why Cynthia Kohler, she's the board director for Marin Water, she told me the district is considering two big emergency options. They're both really, really expensive, and they're both temporary solutions, but either could get Marin through this drought time. They either want to clean water at a desalination plant that they would lease, and that water would all come from the bay. It's pretty pricey at $37 million, but it's still the cheaper option. But it would only cover about a third of the county's water needs. The other option is to build a pipeline over the San Rafael Bridge to connect water from the delta that they would buy from whoever will sell it to them, and then bring it over the bridge to Marin. This is a lot more expensive at $66 to $88 million. But there's a bigger issue with this pipeline. 
they're unsure if there's actually going to be enough water to pipe over this bridge if the drought worsens, because places like the Central Valley could need the water more than Marin. So neither of these issues, desalination or a pipeline or a quick fix, both would take about a year to accomplish. And Kohler says at the end of the day, there's a much cheaper option that won't cost multi-millions of dollars. It's basically about stop watering your lawns and to conserve as much as possible because there's still water being wasted in the system. I mean, conservation is pretty much always going to be the cheapest option, right? Yeah, conserving water is what people are always turning to. That's what water restrictions are about. It's something we can all do. Lots of experts talk about how there's so much water in the system that's being wasted and it can be saved for future years. This idea of conservation is something agencies want to take off in San Jose, where the water situation is pretty bad. I met 18-year-old Adam White in his neighborhood. He was spreading mulch over his lawn when I met him. It's much better now than just dead grass. (laughs) He told me his lawn died in the last drought. It was an eyesore compared to everybody else in the neighborhood who had all this perfectly nice grass. A neighbor over-ordered mulch and gave him the leftovers. Now we're just going to spread it out, put up some bricks, maybe a little border here, and cover it with tambar because clearly if we want grass, we're just going to have to get some seeds, constantly water it. That's just going to up the water bill, so we're not doing that. All this is really critical this year. The city has a mandatory 15% water restriction But in the past few months, residents in Santa Clara County have saved very little water. So there's a bit of a disconnect here. How did things get so bad in San Jose? Well, it's sort of a cluster of things here. First, they didn't get much rain locally. Second, they got really small allocations of water from the Delta. And then the big kicker here is that their main reservoir is basically empty. That's because the state and federal government told them they have to fix it for earthquake vulnerability, and that won't be finished for about 10 years. That sounds like pretty bad timing. I mean, could we see a future where San Jose runs out of water? I don't think we'll see a San Jose without water, but they say it's going to get pretty dire. Gary Kremen, he's the director of Santa Clara Valley Water. He put the situation in perspective for me, and it's sort of frightening. This isn't like someone crying wolf. This is a dire emergency caused by the confluence of several horrible things happening all at the same time. Wow, that is pretty concerning and really highlights how, you know, when you look at different water districts in the Bay Area, there are haves and have nots. Yeah, San Jose got really unlucky. But bad luck, you know, is sort of coming around more often these days because of climate change on top of these other issues. It's challenging the entire system here in California. That's why so many people from Lake Mendocino all the way down to San Jose, they're all worried about this third year of drought. Ezra, you've given us a lot to think about. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our State of Drought series picks up next Tuesday when we'll answer a question from listener Nicholas Hardy. Are we in a mega drought? Bay Curious is made by Katrina Schwartz, Brendan Willard, Sebastian Mignopicelli, and me, Olivia Allen Price. We're a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. Have a great weekend. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? 
Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.